busy moms. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. It is the 28th of September. Wow. A moment of silence for, I don't even know where September went. Bye-bye. That was crazy. I hope you guys are doing well. I am just finishing up our first month of school around here. I've gotten into a habit of figuring out which routes the local school buses are on so I don't get stuck behind them, which is always kind of a, you know, a little tricky. Every year is a little different. And uh, and I think I'm I'm figuring that out. So I feel, you know, pretty good about that. I'm actually on the road right now. And uh, my sweet man is with me. We're on the road, going to celebrate our our 27th wedding anniversary. So I asked Jay if he'd come on the show with me. So, hey, baby. Hey, good to be here. You look good. Thank you. Likewise. <laughs> uh, a couple things. So we're going to talk about we're going to talk about politics today because I thought this will be fun. Just- yeah, this is a crowd shrinker right here. <laughs> talk about something that just draws them all in. <laughs> like, let's talk about politics. Hey, man, we have to because we're getting so close to the elections now. Like people need to stop monkeying around like this. You know, I've heard I just saw a guy on Facebook the other day say that he was going to write in Mickey Mouse. And I kind (laughs) of wanted to go. It's not a game like, yeah, you know, I so we're going to we're going to dig into this a little bit today. Uh, Real quickly, though, I want to remind you, uh, because it's the end of September, that means I'm getting really close to the women's conferences that I am doing. And the last kind of shebangs for 2016, I'm actually on my way right now. Jay and I are heading into the mountains of North Carolina to Asheville. So kind of excited about that. I'm speaking for a women's retreat there. I'll link back to that today. Uh, it might be too late, but if you're in the if you're in the Asheville area in North Carolina, you want to come join me for a weekend in the mountains. Uh, it's a weekend specifically designed for homeschool moms. That's where I'm going to be. Really looking forward to spending the time uh, spending time with those women there. And Jay and I sort of left our home a little bit early. We haven't had a real break, I don't think, since like February. Has it been that no, long? Yeah, no rest for the wicked, I think is what they say. I think Something it's weary, like that. baby. Oh, is it weary? Uh, no. Unless we're wicked. I've been saying it wrong all this time. <laughs> it probably is wicked. It just makes me feel bad. <laughs> no rest for the wicked. Well, <laughs> then it's over for me. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to uh, we're going to take a little break for our anniversary. So we're out and about. So kind of enjoying that. Uh, and love, love, love the Smoky Mountains. Love. Uh, we went to see... My friend Rochelle at her new tea house at Polly Claire's in Chattanooga. And if y'all are listening to the podcast, you know Chattanooga is near and dear to our hearts. We lived there for several months this last season as uh, as we were traveling and speaking. And so it's kind of fun just to be back in the area again. But I digress. My point was I have a, a women's conference this weekend on the 30th of September and the 1st of October in North Carolina. I'll link back to that today. And then we're going home and we've got outdoor school for homeschoolers, which we do every year and have done for several years. Our kids have pretty much, I feel like our younger kids at least have grown up uh, doing outdoor school out of Twin, Twin Rocks camp. It's an amazing time out there. We love doing that. Oh, yeah. We, oh, it's just incredible. Our kids are, it's just fun. It's fun. And I don't have to cook. Well, there is always that. Like an entire week of no cooking. Although, yeah, your food is very amazing. So <laughs> I think yours is better. <laughs> points. That's, he's, you're earning points today. So we'll, we will be 
kind of running. We're gonna be, yeah, we're gonna be you running. Be moving, yeah. So yeah, running, basically cruising from North Carolina. We uh, get home on Sunday from that, and then we unpack, throw our stuff in the wash, grab our kids, and head right back out to uh, to uh, Twin Rocks Friends Camp for outdoor school. And then I'm leaving that a day early. You and I are leaving that a day early because the women's event redeemed that we're super excited about is happening on that Friday night. So kind of a rollout of the new conference season. So we're excited about that. And then we have a couple of days off and then we head to Indianapolis. So uh, this is my sort of shout out for those of you who have not gotten tickets for Indianapolis, which is uh, October 14th and 15th for Redeemed, which is coming up on October 7th. And then I'll be in Tampa. I'll do in Fearless there November 4th and 5th. So come out and join us. Uh, it's something that we love to do. And it's just a wonderful time of getting into the word. I really have a passion in case you guys haven't figured this out. Uh, well, you and I, Jay, we've been in ministry for a long time since yeah. we since before we were married. Yeah. So going on, oh my goodness, probably 29 years coming up on 30 years of, of doing ministry. We met doing ministry. We met yeah. doing ministry. The sparks were flying. The sparks I'm were telling you what. I think so. That's what the youth pastor said. That's I true. don't know. What did he know? <laughs> he knew something because we got married. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a long time ago, which we're going to talk about on Friday. We're doing a whole podcast on marriage on Friday. Uh, just looking back over 27 years of marriage and kind of what it takes to make it tick and talking about some marriage can be hard. Yeah. Uh, and so talking about that too. So anyway, uh, I'll, I'll link back to all these events in the show notes today. And then that's it for me. That's it for my travel season. I'm done for the holidays. I'm going to get down. Even know. do, do you, the holidays aren't really a break for anybody. Everybody, we sort of ramp up. Everyone says this year, we're going to keep them simple, keep it simple. And then you can't keep it simple. It's uh, yeah. Just, it's a great time of year. We, you know, holidays are great. See family, do fun things, but it can be exhausting if, it you, is let exhausting. It, if you let it run, run you over. Yeah. Uh, so if you have not, if you've not left a review for us yet, uh, please do that. You can go to Heidi St. John over at iTunes. Uh, this is for my friend Caroline. Cordell, hello, darling, in England, and she said, "I can't figure out how to do it." So you got to go to iTunes, and then you click on the 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 little gear shift and the three little dots, and it will let you go. You have to view it in the iTunes store, and that's where you can leave a review. And those reviews really help us. They will push that podcast to the top, make sure that other people hear about it. Uh, people ask me sometimes, you know, what's the point of your podcast? And really, it's just to give you a shot in the arm. So just to come alongside you three times a week and just say, hey, I'm a mom just like you out in the trenches, just like you. We've got, you know, this is life, right? We're not relegated to one thing in our lives. We're trying to make dinner. We're trying to raise our children to love and follow Jesus. We're trying to uh, to discern the word of God, which is why I'm doing the Bible study, which I hope you guys are enjoying. Uh, by the way, we're almost done with that. That was my first sort of foray into online Bible studies. I hope that you're enjoying that. Uh, if you are interested in being a leader, you can email podcast at thebusymom.com and we will send you uh, that information. And if you just want to follow along, those notes are free for you to download. We're just kind of doing a four-week trial as we're getting ready to launch a new website and get a whole bunch of really fun, cool stuff coming down uh, in, in, in anticipation of a book launch. And so that's kind of cool. So if you haven't checked out the online Bible study, I'm doing four weeks on biblical discernment in an unbiblical age. That podcast airs on Mondays, and I think I got one week left of that, and uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, we want to. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the elections today. They're coming up. We, what do we have? Uh, November 8th. So we're almost to October now, which basically means we got a month, yeah. maybe a month and so five weeks away to the election. And I hope that, that you guys are praying. I don't think that Jay and I have prayed more over 
an election than we have prayed over this one. Yeah, and especially just kind of having trying not to be fearful in this one. I don't remember that so much in past elections. No. I remember being concerned about things, but and disappointed. Yeah, We've that's had a lot true. of disappointment. Disappointment through the years. A lot of disappointment. A lot of feeling like what in the world? Like I think in the last uh, the last cycle. You know, I'm sorry for all of you who are listening around the world and you're just like, American politics, that's, the, you know, because I know you're watching, you guys, you know, from what I hear from my friends overseas, they're like, watch the United States political process. It's like walking, watching a train wreck in slow motion. Uh, but it's it's a big deal yeah. here. And I know that uh, when we, in 2008, for the, the last, uh, 2008 and then 2012, we know a lot of Christians who didn't vote. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's how we got Barack Obama into the White House, who was the most uh, pro-abortion president that we've ever had. Hillary would be right uh, on par with him, I believe, uh, in that area. But we've we've gotten some push pushback from people. I don't know. Jay and I have talked about this a lot. You know, many of you have listened to my podcast said you saw me come full circle because when Donald Trump first announced he was running, I was like, no way. There was, I mean, there were 17 guys right running in the Republican primaries, and I could have. I could have probably gone for any of them, really, except for Donald Trump. (laughs) I was like, this is, you know, what in the world? The world's on fire. And now I've sort of come full circle because the primaries are over. Yeah. And the primaries are over. And uh, I heard someone say the other day that if you can't vote for a a politician, vote for the platform. And to me, therein lies the difference. The platforms between the two parties are are in such stark contrast to each other. And I don't believe Christians can afford to sit this one out. So Jay and I thought we would talk about kind of what we do with our family every night. We talk about politics quite a bit around here and what's going on in the world. And uh, we want our kids to be uh, aware and we want them to see us be involved. And uh, we want them to know it's important. And so we talk about it around the dinner table and Yeah, I think it's I mean I want my kids to know what's going on in the culture and how we relate to the culture uh, from a biblical point of view and I want to try to help my kids to learn discernment as well so that they're able to discern when things come at them. I mean it's hard to keep um, tabs on what's going on and and know mm. how to answer things when people come up with the crazy things they come up with and um, are passionate about things. I mean, I recall back when Obama was running for office and people, you know, Christians, people I know just defending him. And I know they voted for him as well. And just wondering how in the world could you do that? Knowing what he believes about the sanctity of life. And the first time around, I don't think he taught, I mean, the first time around he was pro marriage. He was pro traditional marriage. Yeah, yeah. And the second time around he was leaning towards, he was making rumblings that he was going to change. I don't think he had done it by then, um, supported gay marriage yet. Yeah, I don't think so. But all, all I'm saying is- but you knew was, that he was going to was eventually. Things, yeah, there was things about him. I just thought it doesn't, you know, especially pro-life. I mean, for, for me and for us, Heidi and I, pro-life is, a, it's a very important issue because it's, um, I, it's a, it's such a powerful stand on what you believe about the sanctity of life. God made us. God cares about us. And to be able to just blithfully destroy life like Well, it's where that. everything else starts. I mean, if if we're voting for somebody and they don't care about life, about human then life, then nothing else really else matters. matters. It's like it's all yeah. going to go out anyways. I mean, we're – yeah, our, the morals of our, our country are, are going to be train wrecking, which I think has been proven to be true yeah. if you're taking an honest look at where we stand today. Yeah. So I certainly can't believe where we are now um, – 
every day we're just like, whoa, that that just happened. And then we had, you know, not that long ago, there were uh, the bombs that went off in uh, the Chelsea neighborhood in New York City and then in New Jersey. And then we've got what's happening in the malls. And I mean, immigration is a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I've been reading, interestingly enough, uh, uh, reading through Nehemiah. And Nehemiah, who uh, was grieving over the fact that his city his of his ancestors, Jerusalem, that the walls were, were broken down, which left the city defenseless different ready for that mm-hmm. unprotected yeah and it was a big deal and he cried out to the lord and he asked for favor that the king who he served as i think it was it was uh, artaxerxes he served as the cupbearer to the king and the king gave him granted him favor and yeah. tasked nehemiah with rebuilding the wall around jerusalem it's not a bad idea to fortify your nation that's right uh cuz we have enemies and so it's wise, actually. It's a it's a it's wise counsel, and this whole idea that people who want uh, to see our nation protected are somehow xenophobic, and are afraid of people from other countries is just ridiculous. It has nothing to do with an irrational fear. Someone said to me, uh, and it wasn't necessarily to me. I just saw a comment go by social media not that long ago, who was saying that you know people who uh, are asking for tighter. Uh, immigration control or restrictions and knowing who's coming into our country, that they're xenophobic, that they're somehow, I am really tired of this whole phobic thing. If you, you know, we, if you, if you don't approve of gay marriage, you're homophobic. If you don't want guys to use the girls' bathrooms, you're transphobic. If you want to have your borders secure, you're xenophobic or xenophobic, however you say that. And it's, and it's a kind of a cop out because a phobia, the definition of a phobia is an irrational fear. And these are not irrational. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to break it to you. But uh, these things are really happening. These things are yeah, actually- People are literally dying yeah. now because of the repercussions from choices that have been made and and uh, how our government operates. And wisdom. Yeah. It's wisdom. We're, we're, we're actually called to use wisdom. I, yeah, I, I actually lock our doors at night because hey, I know that people prowl around. And, that is so neighbor, I know, neighborphobic like of you. Neighborphobic. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm irritated at you now. Yeah, That's so, so, yeah. How close-minded. Un- exactly. Close-minded Why are you locking our door? That's yeah. rude even. <laughs> Gosh. What's going on? Uh, this is this is the ridiculousness of the argument. I found a, an article, and I'll link back to it today, by a guy named Micah Watson, who wrote back in 2014 an article for the Gospel Coalition called Why Christians Should Vote. And I want to read uh, the, the introduction to you, and then I'll link back to you to it today so that you can read it for yourselves. But it says, should Christians living in a democratic society vote? To answer in the positive presumes another positive answer to a prior question. Should Christians, sorry, as citizens engage in politics at all? This latter question is loaded because politics carries with it an understandably negative connotation. I'm reminded of the jokester who defined politics as the venue of politics, many blood-sucking insects. (laughs) We have some tick stories, but we won't go into them now. Uh, And yet politics need not uh, be so understood. Aristotle defined the root word for politics, the polis, as a community defined by its common understanding and commitment to a good life. Augustine tells us that we can identify the character of a people determining what they love. Uh, that we can identify the character of a people by determining what they love. Surely Christians have a conception of the good life. Micah 6, 8, um, he's shown you, right? Uh, what is good is to to love justice and mercy and to walk humbly with the Lord. And scripture tells us that our vision of the good life should be characterized by loving God and loving our neighbor. 
And so uh, Jesus himself seemed to indicate that a legitimate role for government insofar as we give it to Caesar was to pay taxes, to get involved. If you're a citizen, you actually, in our democracy, you actually hold a position. Your position is a citizen, and a citizen is somebody who is involved and someone who cares and not someone who writes in Mickey Mouse That's true. <laughs> for, uh, for president. That's right. Unless you're, you know, running for president of Walt Disney, when I suppose, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe that would work. So I guess the question kind of is, is, uh, you know, who is our political authority? Which, you know, as believers, our authority is Jesus, but Jesus Christ, obviously. But in lieu of Jesus Christ Himself running for president, our authority, the Bible is clearly laid out, are, are those in government, and God, God has instituted uh, government. And we are called to to participate, to pay our taxes, to be respectful, which man <laughs> gets hard gets harder and sometimes. harder. Uh, and I read another guy saying, you know, his he feels like his vote doesn't matter. And I guess we feel that way sometimes in yeah. Washington State because by the time we vote, the election's already over. Yeah, that's true. You know, the polls are already closing. Jay and I are so excited. We get up in the morning, we go, you know, we go vote. But by the time they haven't even counted Washington, because the polls here don't close until like midnight in the East Coast, and by that time the elections already been decided by all, all the other states. So I think we, I think there's a little bit of voter apathy here. Yeah, it is harder out here. Yeah, a little, a little on the hard side. But we live in a country where you know we have freedoms. I mean, our country was based on that, and was, and our you know our founding fathers tried to set up our government so that we could. Uh, secure are the freedoms that we have in our country. And I, I don't think anybody can uh, say that we don't have a unique situation with our country and the freedoms that we have. And those need to be defended. Mm. If we're going to keep those, the ability for us to have a voice, we're going to have to use our voices. Yeah. If we stay silent and let other people use their voices, uh, we're going to get what we're getting. I mean, yeah. It's just going to keep going the way we're going because yeah. it's... Uh, yeah, this is a very. We live in a very different time than than Jesus did. When you you know, talking about you know what, how it was in the early church and and gospel times, um, they were living under tyranny, you know, and that's just how it was. Well, we're and headed Jesus, that way. I know that's exactly right. And Jesus said, you know, to surrender to who, um, to submit to those that have been put in authority over you. And I think that's a very true thing that we honor and respect. Mm. But in the government that we live under now and the country we live in now and the very unique situation God has allowed us to have here, because that is also allowed from God. God, you know, God could have stopped us from having the freedoms that we have when we when our country was formed. And I've debated, you know, with friends about whether or not it was the right thing to have done um, to separate from England, because that was a, a form of not um, honoring a government they were under. Our and friends in I England will like this ungrateful colonialist. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I, I mean, there's there's difficult things even with that, but for what, however it worked out, God allowed it, and we have the freedoms that we have, and and, and it really amazing, is a blessing. Amazing good has come yeah. of it. Yeah, and God has used you know our history to do amazing things for the kingdom of God. I don't think anyone could argue that either uh, in the world, and but you know there's been some negative things as well, but. Um, if we're going to keep that as believers, we need to use our voices, either that or we're going to lose them. And if we lose them and we didn't 
do anything. We don't have room to complain. Yeah, and honestly, you guys, I mean, as we we're watching so many things happen in, in the culture, so many rapid fire changes because we have not paid attention to judicial races. We've not paid attention to the local races. I want to encourage you. I mean, obviously, we're talking about national politics, right. and you know, many of you, even in, in other countries, there are elections happening, and it matters who you elect into positions of authority. They are they have you're basically giving them the power to speak for you. That's right. And so you you need to know. Who who you're speaking for. So someone said to me, well, I just can't, I'm, I'm voting for the lesser of two. I can't stand it. You know, uh, this whole lesser of two evils things. I just want to just say there, we're all evil, right? right? The Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know? We are always voting for the lesser of two evils every single time. And uh, I have a friend of mine who, who rightly noted not too long ago, she said that they get made, they got made fun of uh, by coming out and saying that they were going to support Donald Trump. A lot of Christians who kind of, you know, Felt like we did at first, who were just like, oh my goodness, is this actually really happening? But as we have prayed for him, and we really have been praying for for Donald Trump, we were praying, well, for a while I was like, Lord, please put your hand over his mouth. (laughs) I was was praying that for a while. But then we started, you know, Lord, surround him. I mean, he's the choice now, because the primaries are over. Yeah. So he 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 is the choice. And we haven't changed our convictions to support a candidate who doesn't mirror all of our convictions we've not we've not changed in in our position and certainly there's some things that Donald Trump has uh, said that we've been like you know wah, wah, you know you kind of you cringe a little um and i would say that Jay and I are probably more conservative uh, than Trump on social issues um but here's the difference the primary versus general election is a game changer uh, in the United States and at the very least the Supreme Court of the United States is up for grabs so we're talking about generations who will be affected, and uh, and God can use someone like Donald Trump, and who knows? But but from the state that we're in politically, with all things that are happening around us, and certainly with threats coming from Iran and around you know different different uh, countries, we need someone in there who's going to be strong, and who's going to be able to listen to godly counsel. So no matter who gets in there, we stink and need to pray for him. That's right. But we want to encourage you today. Uh, get out and vote. This election is probably the most crucial election for our freedoms and liberties that we have ever had in the history of our country, and that cannot be overstated. And so I I guess we're just, we are imploring you today, do not stay home uh, on November the 8th. Get out and vote. Do your homework. Know who's running in local elections. This is the first year that Jay and I have really actively uh, sought after the local, uh, gotten involved in local politics. And we know who's running uh, even for a judge now because you, we've realized, oh my heavens, you get a bad judge in there and a good decision won't stand. That's right. And so you need to know who's running on, on local level. So uh, we want to encourage you. There's, and I'm going to, there's so, so many great articles out there uh, right now on the importance of voting. And uh, we want to urge you just to take it seriously, your obligation as a citizen and start with exercising your right to vote. Uh, it's an incredible freedom that we have uh, to be able to go to the public square and um, make our voices heard at the ballot box, and it cannot be understated. And uh, I think not only a, a right, but a responsibility, particularly now is there so much uh, so much at stake. I'm going to link back to uh, Franklin Graham has a voter's guide out that's actually excellent. And as I said at the, at the top of this podcast, uh, I thought this was so good. Uh, a friend of mine said, "If you can't vote for the person, if you're just if you're struggling with a person, vote for the platform. Look to see what the two platforms are: for or against abortion, for or against uh, uh, strong military and the defense of our of, of our borders, and 
in protecting our national sovereignty, all of those things, school choice, gay marriage, uh, the right to, to own weapons for self-defense, all those things are literally hanging in the balance in this election. So we want to encourage you, do your homework, pray like crazy, and then get out there and vote on November 8th. I don't think it's ever been more important than it is uh, right now. So Jay's going to come back with me because we're on the road right now, and uh, and our anniversary is on Friday. Woohoo! Yeah, so we're going to be talking about marriage. So come back on Friday, and uh, we we kind of penciled out a couple things we thought would encourage you, and some things that were sort of funny over our twenty seven years. This is the completion of our twenty seven years of marriage. Now we're going on twenty eight, right? Working now, we're working toward twenty eight. That is crazy. Hardly feels like any. <laughs> Didn't we just get married? I think we did, but now there's the seven children. I know. Where'd they come from? I don't know. Well, that's that was, another podcast. That was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, you it guys. Goes by quick. Hey, thanks for listening in today. We'd love to hear your show note um, ideas, your show ideas and suggestions. Don't forget to leave a review for me on iTunes over at The Busy Mom, and I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at The Busy Mom. <laughs>